Hey, Hope family, it's December. Christmas is coming around the corner, and for many kids, it means it's time to be on your best behavior. Most kids don't have a long enough attention span to be good boys and good girls for 12 months because Santa may not bring them gifts, but parents, now's the time to resort to manipulation for at least 25 days or so before the magic wears off. You know the line from Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. And it is a lot easier for us to be good, all of us, not just kids, when we know we're getting something for it. The shorter we have to wait for the payoff, the more likely we are to maintain our good behavior. But it's just human nature that responds to rewards. The song says be good for goodness sake, but the context is very much be good for the sake of getting what you want. We've even furthered the deception for our kids by adding Elf on the Shelf. The Hallahan family, let it be known, takes a very strong stand against Elf on the Shelf. But I won't go too much into that because I don't want you to feel like you're being judged if you and your family do Elf on the Shelf. But you're definitely being judged. In some, not all, renditions of the story, the elf reports back to Santa on your kid's behavior. And this is what came to mind as I read the book of Job. Because we kind of have an elf reporting to Santa type of moment at the beginning of Job. The start of Job begins introducing us to this non-Israelite God follower who was super rich and even more pious. He would regularly make guilt sacrifices for his children just in case they sinned. Then we pick up in verse 6. On the day the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Let's pause here. This is already a fascinating scene. The sons of God, sometimes translated angels, but the Hebrew is sons of God, come before the Lord, and God is holding heavenly court, getting his reports. And then we see that Satan is among them. Your Bible probably translates it capital S, Satan, which is fine, but in Hebrew, it's ha-satan. Ha is the word the, and satan is anyone who is an oppo who is stands opposed to someone else or is an accuser or adversary so is this satan like the devil the red guy with horns it's possible but even in numbers 22 when the angel of the lord is set to stand in the way of balaam we read that the angel of the lord took his stand in the in the way as his adversary adversary there is satan so obviously the devil is not the angel of the lord but the angel of the lord is described as being a satan in this moment an adversary an opponent so whoever this adversary is whether it's capital s satan or just some other little satan he shows up for this report and god says to the satan where have you come from he just says i've been out and about now let's pick up in verse 8 the Lord said to Hasatan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Here, another interesting turn. It is not Satan who brings up Job. It's God who instigates all of this. But notice Job's reputation. God himself describes him as his servant, blameless, upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. 
But then the adversary, Satan, does his job and opposes this report. Verse 9, does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds spread throughout the land. But now strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. So the adversary, Satan, says, of course he does what you want. You're hooking him up. He's got 10 kids, thousands of sheep, camels, oxen, donkeys. This dude has it all. So yeah, he's good to you, but that's because you've given him all this stuff. His righteousness is conditional. Remove those conditions and all the good stuff that you've showered him with, and we'll see his true colors. The story very obviously goes on from here, and we'll kind of look at it, but I want to pause here and give a devotional thought. For more on like the study side of things, I have a bunch of different podcasts talking about Job linked in the show notes, as well as an article talking about the uses of Hasatan in the Old Testament. So if that's kind of your thing. You can go check those out. All of them are helpful and interesting, but to bring it home to the right now, the question I have for you is which Job are you? Are you the Job of chapter one, verse eight, blameless and upright, fearing God and shunning evil? Or are you the Job of verses 9 through 11, who only does what is right when there are rewards for it? Is God your sacred Santa? As long as he's giving you gifts under your tree, or at least the promise of those gifts, you'll be on your best behavior? Or are you committed to the gift giver over and above his gifts? The blessings of God can be a catch-22 because I'm sure our good father wants to lavish us with all sorts of things, But then those things can become a distraction. They can be all-consuming and anxiety-inducing if we feel like we don't have enough. But as Jesus tells us, we are not to worry about even the most basic of things, food, clothing, etc., but instead seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We, like Paul, need to learn the secret to contentment that we can serve God with much or with little. We need to embrace a selfless devotion to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords so that no accusation from the accuser can stand. Let us pray the words of Agur from Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 10. Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal, and so dishonor the name of my God. Help us, Lord, not to grow dependent on the excesses of your grace and mercy, but to love you and only you. To be committed to doing the will of our Father, regardless if it brings earthly riches like it did for Job, or poverty like it did for Jesus, our Savior, and our brother. Amen.